What a gorgeous, gorgeous piece of music that is from a great and amazing, very influential Disney movie. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Dulce America. My name is Bing Futch. Thank you very much for joining me. That is Part of Your World, a great, great piece of music written by Howard Ashman and Alan Menken for the 1989 motion picture The Little Mermaid from Walt Disney Pictures. I was one of 13 people in the audience on November 17, 1989, on the opening day at the Cinerama Dome in Hollywood, California. Why were there only 13 people in the audience for a big Disney animated film? Well, back then, if you think back a little bit, this is before the Disney Renaissance began. Uh, and they've been having a hard time. The 70s had not been terribly kind to Disney. The 80s hadn't been all that great either. Other studios, Animation Studios, Universal Studios, were making animated pictures and they were beating Disney at the box office. Nobody was excited about what was coming up. They were making movies, but they seemed to have lost their way. So when The Little Mermaid was announced, it was met with a hearty, eh. And me being a Disney fan, I decided to be there on the opening day. No one knew anything about the film. No one had heard anything. I wanted to be there for the opening day. So opening day, I'm there in this theater and from the very, very first scene, we knew that something special was taking place. And by the time the thing was over, I was already on my way to Tower Records to pick up the soundtrack, and uh, the rest is history. Just an amazing movie, and I still love it to death. But it's been 33 years, and I have not done anything from this movie. So this week, I decided to put together an arrangement of Part of Your World sung by the great Jody Benson as Ariel. And it can be done, as you see, on a semi-diatonic dulcimer. I've got diatonic on this side, I've got chromatic on this side, and I went over on this side in order to be able to play literally just one chord, G minor, which is G, B flat, D, because there's no B flat over here. So I played a portion of the, of the tune over here. But I do have a way of handling that and we will show you that here as we walk through how to play part of your world. Let's go ahead and take a look at the tab now. First of all, we are in the key of D major instead of the key of F major, but all of our scale degrees, our intervals between those chord progressions, they all remain the same. Same thing with the melody. We have uh, two sharps, F sharp and C sharp on the staff. We're in 4-4 four, four time. Four beats in the measure, quarter note gets the beat, and I think I mentioned this, we are in DAD tuning, yep. All right, so let's go ahead and take a look at what we've got, the first four measures. That is that neat little uh, phrase that plays at the beginning of the tune. And so we got uh, G major and A major with a G bass is the chord change that we're going. So I'm doing a It's fun to play, and it's a little harder to play. And I'm playing this on a 29-inch scale length, so it's really a stretch. So hopefully it'll be a little easier for you on the 27 and 28. So we're starting off. And then slide up. And I would just practice doing that over and over again until you've got both of those back to back and then 
we can move on. Um, I didn't put all of the tempo changes in here. Also, the way I played it was closer to the way that Jodie Benson, the actress who was the voice actress for Ariel, the way she sings it. So that you've got all your melody notes, you have all of your chords here, but those of you who know the tune, once you've got the melody under your fingers and the chords, play it the way you want to play it as far as how the, the rhythm of the vocals are and everything else. And that's kind of what I'm doing here as well. So let's go ahead and take a look at measure number five. A good portion of the uh, verse is going to be done on bass and middle string. There's no melody going on here at all. We're feeding out of G and A. So... And just by hitting those two strings together, everything is right in a row for you. Melodies on the middle string, support for the chord on the bass string. We're not totally playing a chord at this point, but if you're playing with other people, then this is going to fit in really well. Um, so... That's basically what we're doing here. Then down here... Full G, a, a D minor chord, or sorry, B minor chord. That right there is taking place of that four chord with the five bass, and how we were going back and forth, remember that before? Uh, same thing there, and that's how we're going to make it happen with three strings. It's not going to have the full effect with all the notes, but very, as close as we can get. And that's something that you do have to do with the mountain dulcimer. You have to take these arrangements and scale them down. And the challenge is to scale them down without losing some of the elements that make those songs those songs. So it can be very tricky picking and choosing what you're going to keep and what you're just not going to be concerned about. All right. So that's the beginning measure five, six, and seven. Measure nine, and the whole first ending. Then we repeat and go back to measure five and do that again. Okay, now we're going to do um, G major 7. This is a little bit of a finger twister. G major 7 is going to be 3, 1, 2. Our melody is F sharp. It's right here. So we're playing this crazy uh, chord shape. And yeah, it is not terribly comfortable. What I would do is uh, run up, slide the thumb into position, and then lay these, these two down. You're, you will get used to playing this. Pull off there. It's from G major seven, the four chord to F sharp minor seven. So we've got this.
So I started to go by hand. And then right here, I do a little walk up. So we're on page two. Look at, mm, look at measure 20. And then right here, that's measure 22. That's just an uh, interlude trying to match what we're hearing in uh, the music. And now we are going to be moving on over here to the chorus. Pretty easy stuff here. If you don't see anything on the melody string, it means do not play the melody string because the melody is actually on the middle string at this point. Yes, it is a very acrobatic piece and it's a new arrangement and I might do something different with them, but frankly I'm looking forward to playing it with some of these moves. So I really, I mean, if you would like to rearrange it for your fingering, you're more than welcome to do that. So I'm liking and measure number 27. Then we come to our B minor. Bar there is going to be our E major. That's our borrowed chord. And actually we can play E major, but we really don't need to do all that. Just the bar one is fine. It's the major second, so it is a borrowed chord. And then measure 21 is a little open arpeggio of A. So, so it's A, G, D. So it's just kind of a little arrangement, if you will. And then we go into the next section, repeat. Now I'm going to do this just purely diatonic. We're going to do this. Use your six and a half. Sorry, use your one and a half. And we're going to bar three. The bar three is going to give us a G5 chord, which is just G and D, and there is no B there. So, and there's no B flat there either. So this is a safe thing to do instead of playing the alternate, which would be G major. We don't want to play G major because it clashes with the B flat in the G minor where that's supposed to be. That's supposed to be a G minor. So we can play the bar and if you've got somebody playing with you, they can supply the G minor and it'll sound right. But what if you're playing it by yourself and you want to get that B flat in there? Uh, there really isn't an easy way of doing that. 
you'd have to bend a note. And more than likely, what you want to grab is an A somewhere. Because if you bend an A upwards, you get A sharp, which is the same thing as B flat. So that wouldn't work here so well because the A is right next door. So you would have to, you know, you'd have to bend while playing the three. It would be very, very ugly. The only other thing I can think of would be maybe to come up here to the A and bend it. But even that's kind of hard to hit. And if you hit that one beautiful chord or that one perfect beautiful moment with something that's less than beautiful, people are going to complain. So the other way of hitting it is to do it by way of adding a harmony vocally. Um, up where they walk, up where they run, up where they stay all day in the sun. If you sing the B-flat, then they'll be there. Of course, you're altering the melody, which may make people go, what the heck are you doing? But I, people respond so well to the minor four, I think that's worth finding a way to bring it in. The best way really is to get somebody else in there and play it as backup, or to play it on a chromatic dulcimer. That's what we want. We want that nice, rich minor four there. So for the time being, play it as a bar three and you should be fine moving on from there. So uh, G minor. That's kind of a little walk up. That's again, like the arrangement for the uh, for that song in the movie. And then we move on to the bridge part. So. And come back in with the full B minor at measure 44. That's a, a movement, a chord movement beat. That's not melodic, but it's good to have that B minor come back in. And then 41. Uh, Forty-seven. We're gonna walk it down another chord movement beat. Measure forty-eight with our D seven. Then bar two. Then we go. Down to one. Okay, moving into measure 53. Again, another reason to have that one and a half fret and then expand into our 421A major from our C major and then. This time, do play the melody because that's what Jody's singing. Uh, that open D. Measure 61. 
that's the what's the word burn. So a little pause and then come in on the one, bring in one on the melody string in middle after that. Then we come up for our A7 and then finally, one more time through the end of the chorus. and hold it and then we can walk out of it and then these touches and we end up with our And then here we hit our D and then and end with our D major. Just wrote the arrangement this week and I'm looking forward to working with it, smoothing it out and uh, maybe adding some things, changing some things. Of course, in the movie, there's some refrains and some reprises and stuff like that uh, with different arrangements. So I'm looking forward to, I don't know when, I don't know how, but I know something's starting right now. There's a lot of really good stuff happening here, especially if you're a big fan of The Little Mermaid. So uh, enjoy, have fun with the arrangement. I do have an arrangement also of Under the Sea. I'm going to go back and revisit and put together. Heck, before we're all done, we might even have poor unfortunate souls. But one thing at a time. Just wanted to get this out there for all you Disney fans and the 33rd anniversary of The Little Mermaid. And next year, the remake comes out. We're going to see how that goes. In the meantime, we'll hold reservation and judgment. Thank you so, so very much, everybody, for tuning in. I uh, shot this on Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving out there again. Well, by the time you see this, Thanksgiving will be over. It'll be Black Friday, and we'll be steaming forward towards Christmas. And I got some more Christmas tunes for you. So everybody, get ready. And until then, have fun, be safe, and if I don't see you later, I'll see you in the movies. <laughs> I'm going back to my tour guide days. Pretty funny stuff. Take care, everyone.